Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. I'm your host, Melissa, and this episode is about closing open loops, specifically strategies to start saying no to things and people that are not helping to propel you forward. And as with everything that I talk about in this podcast, this is a work in progress for me as well, and something that I used to be pretty terrible at, leaving open loops. So an open loop, for those of you who don't know, is basically a conversation or a decision that you're postponing making. For example, let's say you get asked to dinner next week by a colleague of yours, but you don't really want to go. Like, you know you don't want to go. And rather than just saying no or I have plans, you say something like, yeah, let me let you know a little later this week or maybe. So this probably doesn't sound all that bad when you first hear it, right? Like, what's what's wrong with postponing the decisions? Well, there's a lot of problems that come with leaving these open loops, especially when you start to pile up a lot of them. So I'll give you four reasons why closing open loops matter. Number one, it takes up mental space. When we postpone simple decisions, we add to our never-ending mental list. And you know what I'm talking about, right? All the things that you have to do, people to follow up with. So rather than spending time rehearsing on how to let someone down, just say no and that you'll get back to them if things change. This is really, really helpful because a lot of times people would rather just hear no than have to wait on your response anyway. So number two, right? You're leaving people hanging when you don't close loops and no one likes to wait to get answers. And when you stop making people wait to find out how you really feel or what you want to do, they'll start to trust you more, right? The people that you're interacting with on a daily basis that need things from you, whether it's colleagues or friends, and all relationships really depend on trust. How much can I trust your word when you tell me a yes or a no? And number three, practice builds tolerance. These micro instances of practicing saying no to just small things, right? Like dinner or any type of activities you're asked to do will ultimately build up your tolerance and your ability to say no to the bigger things, right? To the bigger questions you get asked, you'll be in that state of mind where you already trust your decisions and your ability to communicate them. And number four, you'll get in the habit of protecting your time. So I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Guard your time like your life depends on it. People talk all the time about wishing that they had more time. And here's your answer. You just need to take back control of your time and the things that you agree to and agree to do. And when you start saying no to things, you'll really find that you have extra hours in the day, that you have extra time. So my recommendation is to say no unless it's an absolute yes. You can always come back to people if you decide the event or activity or thing you're being asked to do is in line with where you want to go. But saying no upfront frees up all that mental space. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Since I've really started to implement this for myself over the past few months, I've also found that I have a lot more creative mental energy and breakthroughs. So this I did not expect. Like I knew, you know, all the bits about protecting your time and building trust and just getting more comfortable with saying no was important, but I didn't realize that it was actually like constricting my ability to be creative, right? Creativity doesn't happen under stress. It doesn't happen when we're overworked and we're we're overcommitted. 
It happens in those moments of relaxation, the time that we take for joy, and all the things I've mentioned in the other podcasts. So something that I've been mulling over and I'll share with you here and now on this podcast is what I really want to be doing with my time outside of, you know, I have a marketing consulting business that I run, but I really wanted to start looking at what is my higher purpose? You know, what am I passionate about? And I had decided the first stage, right, that I wanted to do more speaking events because, shocker, it's my favorite way to connect with people. But what about? And that was the question that I'd been stuck on, the what, for a few weeks. And I'd also realized during that time, I'd been saying yes to more things that I really wanted to do, right? These were things that were like, ah, kind of maybe events that I was going to a lot more of most recently. So about two weeks ago, I said no to an event that I knew was going to eat up an entire day of, you know, my weekend and what I schedule as a weekend. Not even 20 minutes after I finally said no to this event, did I have breakthrough about the direction and the type of speaking events that I wanted to start doing. And I'll share that with you now. (laughs) I realized that what I really want to be speaking about on a regular basis is negotiation, specifically for women. This is a topic that I've had a lot of lived experience, but also a lot of learned experience. I've taken courses in negotiation. I was a debate coach for several years. And this idea just didn't have the room to percolate to the top until I cleared my schedule. So yay. (laughs) And for those of you in Portland, uh, I will likely be hosting one of my own events on negotiation, specifically for women entrepreneurs towards the end of June. So more information on that in a future podcast, once I have all the dates and specific information locked down. But the point being is that, again, I didn't really have the space to let that idea come to the surface. And it was because I was spending a lot of time dreading this event that I said no to and honestly thinking of a way to get out of it. And ultimately, just saying no and that it wasn't something that was right for me right now was the best way to go. And I'll let you in on a second secret. Because I've started saying no to spending time with people, clients, and activities that don't push me towards my goal, towards my passion goal, and my other greater goals, Since I've started saying no to all of these things, I only work about mm, 30, 35 hours a week. And that's largely because I have the mental energy and space to be creative and I actually work faster when I'm not exhausted. So have you ever tried working when your brain is about, I don't know, at 50%? When you're exhausted from all the social obligations you agreed to and you still have to do your work? How long does it take you to do a simple task when you're operating it, you know, truly like 50%? In my experience, it's about double. So previously when I was saying no to too many events, simple things that should have taken me an hour, maybe an hour and a half max, were taking three hours. So I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've talked to several friends and it sounds like this seems to be a common thread. When you're stressed, you're less creative. When you're stressed, you don't work as quickly. And so when I work, when I'm refreshed, it takes me about half the time. And I will say, I am privileged, I'm very privileged because I work for myself and I work from home. So if I get my work done quicker, I don't have to sit in an office. But even if you do work for someone else, you'll find that your productivity will increase when you have a less full calendar, when you're not doing a bunch of things that aren't actually contributing to where you want to be going. 
So how does one actually start saying no, right? Because I've given you this whole speech about why it's important to say no and close those open loops. But how do you actually do this with confidence? And here's what I'm going to recommend. Yes, it involves a pen and paper as most things do these days. I feel like every (laughs) self-help, anything that I listen to is like, you should journal about blank. Well, yes, I'm going to add to that. You should journal about this, Um, but it's going to be a very short activity. So this will probably take you, I don't know, 10 minutes max. So get a pen, get a paper, and then listen closely. So you're gonna draw four lines, right? Actually, technically three, (laughs) because you'll have four columns. So in the first column, write down what do you wanna achieve? Like, what are your goals? You probably already know this if you're a self-helper like myself. And then in the second column, write down the names of people who help you be the best version of yourself or help you achieve those goals, right? So just quickly write down. Who do, who do you spend time with and when you walk away, you feel energized? Great people to go in column two. Then in column three, write down the names of people who do not help you be the best version of yourself or that leave you feeling drained every time you spend time with them. And then in the fourth column, you'll write down activities that drain your energy, right? So first two columns, yay! <laughs> you know, what do you want to achieve? Who helps you be the best version of yourself? Columns three and four, who does not help you be the best version of yourself? What activities drain you of your energy, creative energy, mental energy, physical energy, all that. Now, anything and anyone that fall into columns three and four, meaning those people and activities that do not leave you feeling refreshed, that drain your energy, that don't help you become the best version of yourself and aren't actively helping you move towards your goals, stop spending time with them. Stop doing those activities. Now that may sound a little bit too extreme if you're like, oh, this person's a pretty good friend. So at the very least, limit your time with those people and doing those activities to once a month, right? And be really clear about how much time you're going to spend doing these things that drain you, if any at all. Because ultimately this isn't personal. This isn't to say people that fall into column three are bad because I really don't believe they're good and bad friends, right? Uh, They're just not helping you go in the direction that you want to go. And so learning to turn down offers for social activities, time with people and things that aren't actually making you feel better is just going to open up your creative juices and reduce your overall stress. So if you're feeling really stressed out recently, it's likely you're spending time with people or doing things that stress you out (laughs) and reducing those things or eliminating completely is going to be the key to really opening up your creative space, your mind, helping with your productivity and just overall, you know, the ultimate goal is to become a total boss about managing your time. And the way to do that is through closing open loops, not adding more things to quote, make you a better person, right? It's ultimately being more selective about the things we do and the people we spend time with. So that's my recommendation. And definitely, if you are in Portland, stay tuned. Probably on the next podcast, I'd say I'll have a specific date and time if you're interested in hearing about strategies to negotiate specifically for women and the unique challenges that we face when it comes to negotiation. If you're in Portland, definitely stay tuned for next week and I will likely have some more details for you on the event location. But I am thinking end of June, so 
keep that in mind. All right. Until next week, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking. Check back next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.